ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय There are various conceptions of God or the supreme being or the supreme reality some people conceive of the supreme being as someone who speaks from the top of a mountain some people conceive of God as someone who gets killed tortured and killed and then comes back to life again some people conceive us of the supreme being as someone who fights with a cock fights with a cock and then sits on top of it cock is a male chicken you know come on tamil people you should it's only in tamil nadu you hear about these things elsewhere no one cares for me most people kill a cock and eat it but he killed it and sat on top of it so we are worshiping krishna the supreme personality of godhead and it's probably better that you don't sit with your back to the supreme personality of godhead what's special about krishna well many things could be said about krishna and in fact all the greatest people in the universe that's all they do they talk about krishna one thing that krishna is famous for is for stealing butter <laughs> that's something wrong isn't it stealing butter but it's not very wrong i mean if he's god he should do something very i mean if he's going to do something wrong it should be very wrong shouldn't it whatever he does it should be something extraordinary you know like throwing almost everyone into hell forever without any chance of coming back again create well krishna he also does he creates millions of universes he not even really creates he just sleeps that's all and when he when he just breathes when he's sleeping all the universes come out of his body so if he creates millions of universes when he's sleeping you can imagine what does he do when he's awake and the answer is that he steals butter of course he does many other things but you may wonder that that seems to be very strange ramba vichitramana is it <laughs> very strange in any language i mean there's something wrong it doesn't set a very good example does it i mean what if we're going around distributing bhagavad gitas and as a result all the dairy shops get raided we're distributing this krishna book and someone gets caught stealing and he said well krishna did it so i did it also So indeed it is Ramma Vichitramana it is very strange because Krishna he is described as Atmarama he is satisfied in himself and these apta kama all his desires are fulfilled then why is he stealing butter what kind of god is that well the obvious answer is that he does that to uh reciprocate love with his devotees yeah in chennai if you want butter you just go out and purchase it 
I don't think fresh butter is not very easy to get, huh? Not in the shops. It's mostly with all preservatives like this, is it? But the uh, cow, the, the uh, Nanda Maharaj, he's from the cowherd caste. So all the Rajavasis, they're mostly all these cowherd people. So they look after cows and they milk the cows, and from the milk they make yogurt, and from that they extract the butter. That's the system. So it's a lot of work, but they're happy to do it. But all the Rajavasis, they all love Krishna. It's an unusual thing that even though they all have their own children, they love Krishna more than their own children. And actually they want this butter, which is their pride because their whole jati is just for making milk products, protecting the cows and making milk products. So they're very happy actually when Krishna takes their butter. If Krishna just asked for it, they would have very happily given it to him. But Krishna doesn't ask for it. He takes it by all tricky means. He'll release the calves before the cows have been milked. So when the people of the house are all trying to pull the calves away from the cows so they don't drink all the milk, then Krishna runs inside and breaks the butter pots and steals the butter. Sometimes in the middle of the day, the, the elderly gopis, they'll sleep right under the, where the butter pot is hanging. They'll take rest there and they think Krishna can't take. But they'll wake up and all the butter is gone. So it's great fun for Krishna. Sometimes the owner of the house will catch Krishna and say, You are a thief! And little Krishna will shout back at them angrily, You are a thief! Which, uh, if you want to get philosophical about it, there's not that much philosophy in Vrindavan. But actually it's a fact. If you think that anything belongs to me instead of to Krishna, then your attitude is that of a thief, because everything belongs to Krishna. So in and you need to move them. So in this way, uh, Krishna, he enjoys naughty pranks. And the devotees, they also enjoy them. Although it appears that they're upset, but they're actually in complete bliss that Krishna is taking their butter. Butter, yogurt, milk, everything. Oh, there's... Oh, they're all different stories, how sometimes Krishna will come, the gopi is standing there guarding the butter, Krishna comes with his mouth full of milk and blows it all in her eyes. And then when she's all confused, she can't, can't see anything properly, then quick expert thieves. So Krishna, you see, he doesn't have to go to school or be trained, he's expert in everything, because he's Bhagavan, even from the beginning of life. He doesn't take any training how to steal and cheat and lie. He's expert just by himself. So then all the gopis will go and complain to Yashoda. And it's very embarrassing for her that not only that her son is so badly behaved, but it makes it seem like she's not feeding him properly. Her butter's not good enough, so he, he has to go steal somewhere else. So Krishna's standing there looking completely innocent, as if he could never do any mischievous activity. not possible. So in this way, the uh, inhabitants of Vrindavan, 
they are becoming more and more ingratiated to him. Krishna, he shares his love not only with his own family members, but with all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. <coughs> now, Krishna, he's stealing that butter. You can say the main point is that uh, he wants to share some loving exchange with his devotees. But there's another, at least one other very important reason why he steals butter. Can anyone suggest what that is? To feed monkeys. To feed the monkeys. Yeah, that's true also. Yeah, yeah. He feeds, of course, he does it with a gang. He feeds the cowherd boys also. And then he feeds the monkeys also. And then when he's caught, the people, they say to him, you're stealing our body. He said, why should we steal your butter, you see? Even the monkeys won't take it. Because the monkeys, they're already full with the butter. They won't take any more. And Krishna says, steal your butter? Who will want to steal your butter? The monkeys are already lying on their back. <laughs> but I thought of another reason also. There may, be, there may be so many reasons. To get chastised. To get chastised by your shoulder. Maybe in a roundabout way. Krishna's own desire. It's his own desire. Well, that doesn't really explain it, does it? It's also true. Okay. What's this? Well, you got something? Some conference going on here. <laughs> You're offering grains. It's good for health. He's enjoying. Yeah. yeah everything he does for enjoyment. Yeah. yeah, well, one reason is that he likes butter. He's makancho. He's not monks, machlicho. I don't, I don't know how you say it. You're, you're, uh, you're Tamil. He's, no, no, he's not, he, he's not stealing meat or fish or any such things. He, he likes very much butter, milk, yogurt, all these things. So you all have to offer these things to Krishna. If you want to please Krishna, you should offer him these things. Actually, we should offer... Just like we're in the bazaar. We should just take it all here, cook it all, and give it to Krishna. Steal everything in the bazaar, and then bring it to Krishna and offer it. Now I might get arrested. See, I'm, I'm inciting people to do illegal activity. So all kinds of nice food we should offer to Krishna. But some people, they don't offer everything, but at least they offer some milk or some makan mishri. If you don't offer anything else then at least you should offer some milk products. Actually, we should offer everything. But minimum, we should offer yes. But just see how fortunate are the gopis of Vrindavan. These are, when we say that we, these are not the gopis that Krishna is dancing with, that comes later. That's, the, that's their mothers. See, when people become very spiritually advanced, then they become devotees of Krishna. Pahunam janmanam ante jnanavan maam prapadyate Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sadurlabha. After many births of being a dry gani, just boring, then you surrender to Krishna. Maybe, maybe. Some of them surrender to Krishna. Then we have to serve Krishna.
Yad Karoshi, Yad Ashnasi, Yad Jehoshi, Dadasiyat, Yad Tapasyasi, Kauntayat, Tat Karushma, Everything should be offered to Krishna. Everything that we do, everything that we eat, all austerities, all uh, charity, everything should be done as an offering to Krishna. And uh, food, Krishna, he's a, a good eater, has a good, good appetite. He can eat as much as you give. He doesn't get indigestion. So we see especially in Puri and in Natvara, Huge amounts, all varieties, opulent food is offered daily to Krishna. And Krishna digests it all. Only one time a year, that's now. He's sick. That's Jagannath in Puri. He catches a cold after having a big snanam. So only at that time he takes some, doesn't stop eating even then, but he takes some food with some special herbs. But Generally, he has a very good appetite. And then when he comes out, he comes out on the Rathiatra day after being sick. And traditionally, all the pilgrims coming, they would all offer him food. So he eats like you know, whole fields full of... So, so many people are making an endeavor to offer food to Krishna. But the gopis of Vrindavan are so fortunate, they don't even offer it. Krishna comes himself and steals it by force. That is the perfection. Devotees are praying, you please accept this food. The gopis are saying, don't take, and still Krishna's take. So there is no comparison with the bhakti of the devotees, the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Now these kind of topics, they're only discussed among devotees. Non-devotees won't find any interest in this whatsoever. They may think it's just, yes, Ramba Vichitramana in another way. Why people, you see these are grown-up people, educated people, and they're talking about someone, some child stealing some butter, going on and on and on. Is there nothing more important to talk about? Don't you know what's in the news? What's in the news? Politician is corrupt. That's everyday news. Oh, Swami Nityananda is getting arrested, right? Did he get arrested yet? They caught him? He surrendered. He surrendered. Not to Krishna. Surrendered to, he surrendered to the police. Yeah. He may say, it's all my Leela. Well, I guess Kangsa, he was also just like that, trying to arrest Krishna, right? Of course, there's a big difference between Krishna and someone who's imitating Krishna. Krishna never surrendered to Kamsa. Hmm. Krishna was tied up by Mother Yashoda, but the greatly powerful Kamsa, who all the demigods feared, he couldn't do anything to Krishna. So that's why we're discussing. We should study Bhagavad Gita, go through all nine cantos of Bhagavatam, understand how great is Krishna. Then we will appreciate... How fortunate are the Rajavasis? Maho bhagyam, maho bhagyam, nanda gopa brajokasam, yanmitram paramanandam, purna brahmasanatanam. Sukadev Goswami, in the course of narrating Krishna's pastimes to Parikshit Maharaj, says in great wonder that aho bhagyam, how fortunate. And again, aho bhagyam, he says twice. 
Nanda Gopa, who's a, Nanda is a cowherder, and all the residents of Vrindavan, all the living beings in Vrindavan, that their very close uh, relationship of friendship and love is with Krishna, who is uh, the supreme, ultimate, complete reality, full of bliss, full of the topmost bliss. But ordinary people, they are abhagya. They have no good fortune. They have no interest in such stuff. They'll say, what interest is this to me? I have so many of my own problems. Money problem, legal problem, family problem, health problem. So, all right, you should hear Bhagavad Gita. Try to understand why we are in this miserable situation. Because we want to keep everything for ourselves because we don't want to offer everything to Krishna, because we do not... Yeah, okay, sir. Because we do not take pleasure in hearing about Krishna. Therefore, therefore we have to suffer. Birth after birth. Until we take pleasure in hearing about Krishna, then we shall be entangled in birth and death. But just consider, whatever your problems are, they will, they've come, they will go. Whatever problems you have, in due course of time, they will be finished. At the latest, by death, your problem will be finished. But then, that's not a solution, because you'll get a new body with a, a new set of problems. But just consider, everything in this world is subject to change. But, just as Krishna was stealing butter 5,000 years ago, he's still stealing butter. There are innumerable universes, and in one universe, the pastimes of Krishna are going on. He's an incorrigible thief. I don't know what the word is. Means you can't, you know, there's just, you can't stop him. You, can, you can't convince him. It's a case of, you can't straighten the dog's tail kind of case. Krishna said to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, both you and I have taken many births. So every time Krishna steals butter, and he's going to go on also. So we have our problems. They all come and go. But the butter stealing continues. And the speaking Bhagavad Gita continues. And the dancing with the gopis continues. And the Rukmini Kalyanam continues. All this goes on continuously. This is reality. All our problems, they are not reality. They're just, just like some dream. It comes and goes. So when we get keyed in to that, to those pastimes of Krishna then we no longer have any existence separate from Krishna. And then we have no more problems. We may say, well, it's a problem because Krishna, you know, we're looking, we're going to so much effort to make the butter, and then Krishna comes and steals it. Ah, that kind of problem is a very desirable problem. That is pure bliss. When we have that kind of problem, then we have no more material problems. So by Krishna's lila shakti, the gopis, they actually feel very upset that Krishna is stealing their butter. But that upset or that disturbance they feel in their mind, that is just another transformation of transcendental bliss. All bliss. Krishna is the 
very naughtiest child possible. And there's no straightening him out. You know, even when he gets older, he still doesn't behave properly. Now, if we say this among non-devotees, that will make them more atheistic. Some people say the, the same thing, but in a very envious way. Just like Shishupal, he uh, protested when Nakul promoted Krishna as the person who should be worshipped first in the Rajasurya Yagya of Yudhishthira. Shishupal protested. He said, you see, this person, no one really knows who he is. So Shishupal said it in a very envious way. But actually it's true. Shishupal said, you see, he started off as a cowherder. Now he's like a kshatriya. He has no fixed caste. So that's also true. He doesn't belong to any caste. But Shishupal said it in a very envious way. And uh, he said, you see, he killed his own relative, this Kangsa. So that's also a very good quality of Krishna. That uh, to protect his devotees, he, he has no... Uh, he, he oversteps any material boundaries. But if we discuss these topics among non-devotees, they will take it in another way. So these topics should be discussed, but only among devotees, not among demons and atheists. So generally we should discuss what is the philosophy of life, how we have to get free from birth and death, but among devotees, we can also sometimes discuss what are the very sweet pastimes of Krishna. Why does Krishna steal butter? Who can understand? Yeah. He is the Supreme Personality of God. He does everything just to increase the bliss of his devotees. So the Acharyas, who are all very, uh, who have commented on Bhagavatam, they're all very. Uh, intimate devotees of Krishna. So they have given us some ideas of how Krishna is doing this, how he's increasing the pleasure of his devotees. So following the descriptions of the Acharyas, we can discuss these things. Generally people have no idea, people they say they, they're worshipping God, but they have no idea what they will achieve after Getting the mercy of God. Just like the Christians, they say you'll go to heaven. But they don't have any real idea what God is doing there or what you are supposed to do there. But in the Bhagavatam, we get to find out who is that Supreme Personality of God. So if we are that fortunate, we can go to the spiritual world and make all kinds of arrangements to stop Krishna stealing our butter and still he'll steal it. That's the kind of thing that goes on in the spiritual world. We have authorized information from Vyasadi. Ramma Vichitramana. Adbhutamana. Who can understand? It's inconceivable. You can add another word to your Tamil language. Achintyamana. In books only. But if you say it, I think people won't understand. You have to study Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philosophy. Then you can know what is... Achintyamana. Or another word that's often used in Chaitanya Charitamrita, a similar word is Chitra. It means like that, Vichitra. But it means something amazing. Some more thoughts about Krishna's stealing butter. 
in respect to him being the supreme personality of godhead full with all opulences among which six are prominent aishvaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashashashriyah jnana vairagya yoschayva shannang bhaga itinyana the first of these six opulences that are mentioned are that is that krishna owns everything everything belongs to krishna so really he's not a bada thief at all he's just taking what is his own and if anyone thinks that i have something separate from krishna there's something for me to enjoy and that's for me not for krishna well such a way of thinking is that is a thief's mentality because everything belongs to krishna so actually the residents of vrindavan they wanted krishna to take from them and it's a leela that they not that they're in the demoniac attitude of thinking that i am separate i have anything separate from krishna but in their past time they they seem to have that mentality just so that they could enjoy the frustration of trying to hide their butter from krishna but everything belongs to him so he wanted to uh, enjoy what the the elderly gopis there while making the butter they were thinking how nice it would be to feed this to krishna but yashoda maishi has to feed him but it would be nice to feed this to krishna krishna thus filled their fulfill their desire because everything belongs to him so he has all aishwarya samagrasya vir all power virya energy uh, heroism now stealing uh, for a child to steal butter is not power or heroism on the level of uh, lord shiva destroying the residences of the demons or any great power arjuna defeat bhima and arjuna defeating the forces of the kauravas but for a little boy that's very bold to be so uh, uh, yeah to be so brazen as to secretly enter others houses knowing that it's wrong and that you, you could be punished for doing that and to uh be uh yeah not afraid that he'll be caught although sometimes we see the, there's also one photo of photo yeah it's of picture into the spiritual world of krishna and balaram hiding with yashoda mai coming with a stick to punish them because they've been stealing butter so it, it's a, at great risk and with great prowess and heroism krishna leads his army 
of naughty young boys to steal the butter. So Krishna shows his heroism and and virility. That word virya, virility, that can be related uh, in stealing butter. Aishvaryasya, magrasya, viryasya, yashasha, yasha. Krishna's fame. Krishna is so famous as the butter thief. Even now in India or among Hindus, if you say makanchor, the, the butter thief, they immediately know that you're referring to Krishna. So he, be, he became famous by stealing butter, which is pretty good because I mean, there are so many great thieves in the history. Alexander the Great, Srila Prabhupada recounted the story of how Alexander the Great, he wanted to punish a thief. And the thief said to him, well, I'm just a small thief and you're a bigger thief. So they, by heroic activities, so many thieves, Hitler, he, he also stole the land away from the people who, was, who were living there. But Krishna, by the uh, simple, charming and seemingly insig- insignificant act, of course, in a village, uh, what elsewhere would be considered insignificant can become, it's the talk of the village. Someone's, someone's goat strayed into someone's field and ate the crops and becomes a big issue in the village. But not elsewhere. If it's something to be significant, there has to be some very big news. But Krishna is famous as the butter thief, which goes to show that his pastimes, his charming pastimes, they are more significant than all the politics and the wars and all the goings on in this world. They, they capture the hearts of his devotees so that even now he's famous as the butter thief. The next mentioned is Sriha, beauty. So Krishna is always very beautiful. But when there are daubs of butter smeared on his face as he he eats in a in a not very sophisticated way, so a lot of butter comes around his mouth. And then among the friends, they may throw pieces of butter at each other also. So Krishna looks even more beautiful when he's decorated with... In, in a, decorated means not in a... definitely not in an orderly way, but with little specks and daubs of butter scatters, scattered and spattered here and there on his face. And he looks even all the more beautiful. In Jnana, Krishna has all knowledge. Even though the, the gopis, they hide the butter from Krishna, uh, but Krishna is too cunning for them. He fi- Somehow or other he finds out where it is. <clears throat> and he also, even though they, they put it very high, or they put some device to try to prevent Krishna from getting it, but 
Krishna is so intelligent, he, al- he always finds out some means to climb up and get the butter. And uh, Krishna's, the last of the six qualities mentioned, vairagya, now that might seem a difficult one, renunciation, because where's the renunciation in eating, stealing and eating lots of butter? But that's also demonstrated in Krishna's uh, butter-stealing pastimes. Because he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's entitled to be worshipped and glorified in the most magnificent manner. But leaving the uh, leaving aside the opulence and grandeur of Vaikuntha, he prefers to be a naughty little boy in Vrindavan. So in that way his renunciation is also demonstrated. He's, he's uh, preferring to be with the simple rural people of Vrindavan rather than the uh, royalty of Vaikuntha. So in this way his uh, renunciation or on actually vairagya means non-attachment that's also revealed in this charming pastime of Krishna. Itidrik swalila here ananda kunde swaghosham nimajantam akhyapayantam by these childhood pastimes, Krishna is announced, by these pastimes, they announce to the world how the residents of Vrindavan are simply immersed in pools of bliss. Pools of just immersed in bliss of Krishna's childhood pastimes. Now, if there's a dangerous thief in the area, and all the local people will be afraid he's going to come and steal from us. And they're always thinking about him. So, Krishna is a very dangerous thief. Because for the cowherd people, they're, they're... all they do, all their activities, looking after the cows, collecting the milk, making the butter, so all their wealth is in the product, those products, and Krishna just comes and breaks all the pots, steals it all, is completely reckless, doesn't care at all, and smashes all their thing, takes it all. So they're always thinking of Krishna. But the nature of Krishna, and the nature of his devotees, is, is that they love him. So, instead of becoming more and more uh, fearful of him and inimical toward him, they uh, love him more and more and more. He makes, by stealing their butter, uh, he makes them think about him more and more intensely. Externally, they they feel, we want we don't want Krishna to steal. We'll do what we can. We'll prevent him. He's coming. But all the time they think, how will we stop Krishna stealing? And then when he steals... Although externally they show displeasure, they're very pleased because it shows Krishna likes their butter. 
and that becomes the, the all their activities are are geared toward making that butter. And then Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, and they want Krishna to enjoy. So actually, they're very happy. So Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. That's what I had to say now. Give, you can give the mic. Will it go that far? Then you be a devotee. You are a devotee. But a devotee doesn't think I am a devotee. But still, uh, we should follow the process of sadhana bhakti and uh, under the direction of the acharyas, under the rules of Shastra, we should offer to Krishna all that we eat. We are are not qualified to offer directly to Krishna. So, in the uh, archan vidhi, in the way of offering, according to Shastra, then uh, ado guru puja, first we offer everything to Guru, and through his agency, then he offers to his Guru, next he offers to his Guru, and in this way goes up to Krishna. So that's it. All right. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So we'll finish that. Hare Krishna.